pants don't fit me. Fine. I've got the buttons. Mm. I just, I feel like maybe domes would be a better option because then if they pop, they just pop open. Yeah. But. Yeah. Are we good? Oh, we're good to go. We're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everyone, and welcome to The Nerd Degree. It's me, Brendan Bennett. And me, Jen O'Sullivan. So Jen is the host of this episode. It's all about teen girls. This episode was amazing. Thank you. It um, was very fun and silly. Like, I really enjoyed listening to it because I didn't know any of this stuff. Um, <gasps> so good. But I'm in awe of what people did know about all this stuff. Teen girls got it going on. Um, I was going to say. Speaking of got it going on, what have you got going on, Jen? I've got a lot going on, but my main uh, thing that I've got going on is the New Zealand Improv Festival, which is coming up in Wellington from the 4th to the 8th of October, unless you're an improviser, in which case it starts a little bit earlier. But if you want to come along and check out some really great improv, we're going to create all of the work that's put on stage that week, which is pretty great and pretty risky, but pretty great. It's also, um, you guys might remember that we did a Nerd Degree special at NZAF last year. Yes, that happened last year. I got to be in there. It was really fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's at Bats Theatre. Um, tickets will be on sale soon-ish, but um, keep an eye out on the Bats website or look up New Zealand Improv Festival on Facebook. All right. Well, thanks, everyone. Enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Nerd Degree. Uh, welcome to the Nerd Degree. I am your host, Jennifer O'Sullivan. Thank you for having me. It's quite nice being down here from sunny Wellington. In uh, sunny Christchurch. Um, welcome to the Good Degree. Tonight's episode is uh, Teen Girl Squad, where uh, we're going to celebrate everything awesome that has come from or has been loved by teenage girls between the ages of 13 and 19. And it's a very specific niche group, I know, but I feel like we can give them a little bit of love, right? I feel like over half of the world has been one, so it's not that niche, really. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> true. We're quite, we're quite specific. Yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, make some noise if you have any time in your life been a teen girl. Woo! Woo! Exactly the tone I was hoping for. Uh, right, well, let's just crack into it and meet the teams. Uh, on my right, would you like to introduce yourself, team? Hi, my name is Karen Healy. I am an author of books about teen girls uh, confronting magic and science gone wrong. Um, and if I were to give any advice to teenage girls today, which I, in fact, get paid to do uh, as a teacher, <laughs> um, it would be underline the titles of books and movies when you're writing about them in your essay and it'll make you look smarter to the essay. <laughs> uh, and I'm Laura Borrowdale. I'm the editor of New Zealand's first erotic fiction um, journal called Aotea Erotica and I've clearly been preparing th- for this my whole life because when I was a teen girl I kept a diary that I described as the love affairs of Laura Borodale. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it's the love affairs of Laura and, and Borodale. Yeah, don't forget the embarrassing middle name there. Um, <laughs> if, I were, <laughs> if I were to give some advice to a teen girl it would be to keep a diary from a young age because then your friend who is a author writing about them would like to mine it for information (laughs) (laughs) and together we are the sisterhood Sisterhood of of the the travelling Spanx (laughs) (laughs) thank you Laura and Karen and on my left Uh, my name is Matt Powell I'm an improviser formerly from Christchurch now Wellington Um, and as a white man in my 30s if I were to give any advice to a teenage girl (laughs) tread carefully carefully. it would be don't listen to me or anyone who looks like me (laughs) 
Uh, hi, I'm Emma Kasdan. I'm an improviser from Christchurch, formerly a teenage girl, still hoping to trip and fall and re-become one one day. Uh, and if I was to have any advice for a teenage girl currently, it's, it would just be strut, because mm. why not? Mm. You're babin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was babin. It was babin. And together, we are Fetch Happens. Thank you. <laughs> Marvellous. And of course, joining us in this shadowy booth from behind us. It's actually quite brightly lit. Well, okay. <laughs> Maybe it's just the shadows on my eyes. But uh, th- there's this lovely voice from behind us who is uh, our, our scorekeeper for this evening. Sir, would you introduce yourself? Yes, hello. My name is Ben Allen, and I have not been a teenage girl, but I will eventually be a father to a teenage girl if I live that long. And. <laughs> And I'm a bit worried because Mina, Mina's like four and she, we were having a conversation the other day and, uh, about Frozen, that she loves, Frozen. Oh. I said, who's your favourite character from Frozen? And she said, Prince Hans. <laughs> oh, no. I was like, like, Mina, he's the bad guy. And she said, I know, but I just like him. <laughs> <laughs> that is my future. It's okay. He's the false romantic lead, so eventually oh. she's going to have the awakening. Hopefully. With the reindeer herder. <laughs> you say it like it's, it's a bad good, thing. good, honest work. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's time to get started. Are you ready, teams? Please yeah. roll for initiative. To be honest. Okay. Oh, yes. What are you? <clears throat> what, what's that? Okay, what are you got? We got 18. We got four for us, Glen Coco. <laughs> okay, so uh, that means fetch happens. You're gonna you're gonna have a crack at this first question. Are you right. ready? Yes. Okay, my question for you, just uh, for nerd quotient, this first round. Mm-hmm. Who is the most popular teenage girl? Ooh, <laughs> the most popular teenage girl. Yeah. Uh, well, what, what's the metric like? Like uh, just either I, number of. Number I've of got a metric. Likes. I'm interested in your calculations. <laughs> um, Fierceness of lipstick? What was, I don't know. Um, um, uh, yeah, it, uh, obviously, fierceness of lipstick. Yeah. Uh, um, In which case? The most. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I, I think we're going we're gonna to yeah, pass well, it over. Uh, Have you got an answer? Uh, an, an answer. Um, Three. Y- no, yeah, I'm Selena Gomez. Yes. Excellent guess, incorrect. Chloe <gasps> Kardashian? Another good guess. Uh, see, see, I was um, I was going for a more nerdy sort of. Okay, so this is the nerd degree. So I'm using a very nerdy metric to work this out. So, oh, so maybe we're the thinking, popular team. Oh, that's true. We are very. We're all very popular, um, <laughs> which is why we're on a show called Nerd Degree. Um, uh, Think about in terms of uh, sales, sales figures, as in like oh, someone that Hermione has been purchased. Uh, I, I can't. I just realised that I can't do the nose pointy thing on an audio <laughs> recording. Yeah. Uh, but correct, Hermione Granger is the oh. most popular teenage girl because sales for Harry Potter have surpassed four hundred and fifty million. Wow! But uh, there is a second place winner where uh, she's the most popular girl because she's actually the star of her book, which mm. Hermione should have been. Yes. But um, there's another uh, book. Uh, Bonus point if you can uh, guess the runner up. Well done, ding, yes. Ding. Yes. Candace yes. Everdeen uh, is the, is the, yes, yeah. ding, ding, good, good. Yeah, let's ring <laughs> bells. I like ringing bells. Yeah. Let's do that. Um, I gave you the first crack at the question and yeah. you mucked around. Yeah. We're moving on to bells. We're being um, incisive. <laughs> uh, Candace Everdeen sales are 65 million. So 65 million books have been so sold. Good. Closely followed by the Anne's, Laura Ann. Uh, mm. Anne of Green Gables mm. at 50 million sales. Nice. And Anne Frank. 
Good on you. So, nice. You know, they did have E's. Uh, so you don't have an E. Well, don't have I don't yeah. think Anne Frank had a lot of these. Yeah, I don't know. Let's let's not. Let's just not. <laughs> I'm just going to call it there. What about Bella Swan? I mean, Bella Swan. What, what, what were her sales? I refuse to acknowledge that what? book exists. Oh, yes. Oh, and uh, with that, we'll move on to question two. Uh, what is uh, this? Is just open for anyone who wants to dig in. What is wrong with the following statement? Gretchen, stop making, stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. What is incorrect about that statement? Fetch happens. That is the team name. <laughs> yeah. Elaborate. Uh, well, because it's such a meme, I guess. Like everything, everything Mean Girls, every line has been uh, promulgated all over the internet. So fetch has happened. Fetch People has know happened. what fetch means. Yes, I'm going a bit broader. Mm. My answer here. With my specific answer, because I can. I'm the boss. <laughs> um, it's a very prescriptivist linguistic model. Right? <laughs> um, but, but Go on. Because, because Gretchen was using the word fetch in that way, fetch already happened as soon as Gretchen started using it and other people knew what she meant. So by trying to deny her that, uh, Regina was actually exerting social pressure mm. over Gretchen's linguistic choices. Which is... Damn. Regina's whole deal is, is exerting uh, yeah. okay. undue pressure. This really like turned into being about peer pressure. Yeah. Um, and it's it's more about just teenage girls in general and their language. Uh, so the, the, uh, good, good luck scoring this round. Um, <laughs> my, my answer for this is that um, teen girls lead linguistic change, so most likely Gretchen was totally going to make Fetch happen. Yeah. Because uh, teenage girls have that power. So that's what I said, right? Sort of. Hey. Yeah. yeah. That's what I said. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'd just like to point out that I said it in an episode of The New Degree about three episodes ago. Oh, wow. Well. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's, maybe, good, next question. <laughs> it's like in the mood, you know, like dogs play fetch. Guys. <laughs> I love dogs. That was all I was thinking about that whole question like... where you guys were talking. I was thinking about delightful golden Labradors oh. just running. Do you know what I mean? That's beautiful. Yeah, you know what I mean? All right, yeah. all right. Are you ready for yeah. the? Are you ready for the next question? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. All right, so dogs. Next question: What does a portable electrocardiogram, a urine-powered generator, and science fiction have in common? Ooh. Yes, Karen. They were all invented by teen girls. Boom! Correct. <laughs> Boom. Fair play. Nice. That is very, very correct. Catherine Wong is a seventeen-year-old girl from New Jersey who invented the portable electrocardiogram. Four different girls. Um, I did not write down where they're from, but it's in Africa, and I feel shitty that I did not write down which country, uh, but I've got all their names, uh, invented a generator that's powered by P, and science fiction was invited by Mary Shelley uh, when she wrote Frankenstein in 1818. Uh, so all those guys worrying about girls getting in their sci-fi Soz. <laughs> We've kind of been yeah. there a while. <laughs> yeah. How annoying is it, though, when people stuff up Frankenstein and Frankenstein's monster? It's made me a worse person. I want to yeah. punch people in the face in the street. <laughs> when they I get know. it wrong or when they correct people? When they get it wrong. I think you must correct people. That's like being like, hi, this is Shanae, and actually it's Matt. Like, you know, I don't think yeah. you can get away with that Shanae's for that long. the name of the monster. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That I created. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. All right. One more question for you all. <clears throat> Why has the Olympics traditionally or historically had a trouble had trouble with pixies? 
There's a lot of blank faces looking at me, and I'm delighted. Thank I'm, you. I'm oh. going to make something up. Good. Okay, great. So I was reading a book the other day. Uh, Good. You know, in my preparations for Rio, and. <laughs> It was, uh, so it's, it's not known, but there's also a Shadow Olympics. So there's the Olympics that takes place in the daylight world, our world. <laughs> and there's the Winter Olympics, which takes place in Russia. And then there's... And the, the Paralympics. Yes, yes, that's right, the Paralympics, very important. And then there are the Dark Olympics, which take place uh, in the realm of the Queen of Fairies, the, the underworld. So the Seelie Court and the Unseelie Court both uh, send representatives there. But pixies are notorious for side-switching. So you don't know which block they belong to. Um, and it makes boycotts really difficult. That is... I, I want to give you points for that answer. Because, great. Uh, it is, uh, is that because they keep leaving their pixie dust all over the upper lips of the athletes and getting them into trouble? Yeah. <laughs> it is not. Uh, it is to do with a particular sport in which diminutive oh, sports it, people um, are involved. Is it because... Um, that guy in the pixie caramel ad, ad yeah. leaked over that wall and made it made the high jump look really easy. Yes. And then, uh, so high jump sales, ticket sales. Look, I'm going to save you. I'm going to save okay. you from this. Good. Uh, I was with you, bro. Good. I was with you. It's yeah, because you. it's uh, it's it's to do with artistic gymnastics at the Olympics. Are you sure sports? it's not to do with pixie caramels? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've seen those women in the Olympics, and they don't look like they've touched a pixie caramel. They're just like sheer muscle. Yeah. Um, they look like they eat broccoli and steamed mm, chicken, boring. and that's it. Maybe grits. Um, but the the thing was that in the seventies, the average age of the Olympic gymnasts began to decrease, mm. and. Um, <clears throat> Sorry, and younger female just gymnasts became the norm, norm the norm, uh, as the sport became sort of more high flying because they were tiny and they could do all the crazy zip moves. Imagine a norm doing gymnastics, so that would be amazing. Imagine, uh, yeah, and so they uh, elite, elite competitions uh, consisted almost exclusively of pixies, mm. which were underweight prepubescent teenagers. But what's happening now, which is really interesting, especially yeah. in the states, is yeah. a move towards uh, powerhouses. Oh yeah, so uh, young. Still, 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 very young women because that's the, the flexibility. But 14, 15, 16, 17 year olds with incredible thighs who are like powering themselves through these these amazing routines, defying physics and leaping all over the place. And I think so we've got Beyonce it. to thank for that, right? Yeah, <laughs> well, she's leading the way with amazing thighs. Beyonce, Beyonce, yeah. and the fact that you have to be sixteen now to be in elite competition, so you can't be a fourteen year old pixie entrant. They changed the rules, uh, which means that it is. The age, it's aging, but also there's a competitor of this Olympics who is 41 mm. in the women's ath- athletics, which is like grandma. Having a go. She's probably not even on Snapchat. She probably isn't, <laughs> and I think we should thank her for that because less of us should be on Snapchat. That is the end the s- of the nerd quotient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my signal. Uh, let's let's go to um, father of two, Ben Allen. For uh, for a score on Teen Girls Squad. That was interesting. I I was looking up most popular teenage girls, and I've ended up on Seventeen magazine's page. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, th- there's an article here called uh, Seventeen Books That Every Girl Should Read Before She's Seventeen, and Harry Potter does come first, and The Hunger Games comes second, mm. and third is Anna and the French Kiss. By Stephanie Perkins. Oh, that's a great book. Highly recommended. Anna and the French Kiss, Lola and the Boy Next Door, and I can't remember the last one, but they're great. They're fantastic. You should totally read them. Laura, how do you feel about Anna's? Anna's? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Are they the same? 
It's, um, it's like when I was a teenager and my best friend was called Lara. Oh. Our teacher could all invariably got us around the wrong way. Oh, I'm so I feel you. My best friend was Jenny in high school, so we were Jennifer and Jenny. It was very confusing until we got to university, and then everyone got lazy and called both of us Jen. Um, uh, there's I'm, another article here as well. Uh, I kid you not. And the, the headline is six reasons you might be itching down there. So if, if anyone needs to know, come and I'll fill you in later. But, <laughs> but the scoring. Yes, yes, the, the score. scoring. Yeah, we score. It's very close. It's four all. All right, it's time for round two then. Uh, this might be a few more scores in the round because uh, what this is, is it's, um, it's the complete the quote round. I don't know oh. if it has a fancy name. Does this round have a fancy name? Make one up. Uh, complete the, the quote. quote. Well done. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> that is the name I'm giving it. I've got a bunch of quotes from movies and books and TV from teenage <laughs> girls. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the quote and you are going to ding in when you know who said it. And, and where, where, in what, in what medium. And if you can f- finish the quote for me, then you get an extra point. So there's three chances for points. Great. Good. He's on it. I've made close attention. Great. I believe in you. All right. Are we all on top of this? Yes. yes. Buzzers ready? Mm. All right. First line. If the apocalypse, apocalypse comes, beep me. Buffy. Correct. <laughs> oh, it's in TV. It is a t- <laughs> well, Buffy and the vampire. Buffy the vampire slayer. Yes, Buffy and Buffy. All right, next line. Watch the ears. Well, fuck me gently with a chainsaw. Oh. <laughs> would you like to finish the line? I sure would. Uh, that would be Heather, I believe, Chandler Boom. from Heather's. Correct. What's the What's the rest of the line? Ah, uh, no. Uh, fuck me gently with a chainsaw Do I look like Mother Teresa <laughs> Did you know this Heather's the musical Yes <laughs> Oh my god it's there's, so an, there's an Amdram group in Wellington doing it soon So I'm really excited <laughs> Ah sorry next line You see how picky I am about my shoes And they only go on my feet <laughs> And it is She Horowitz from Clueless Ding 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 Discussing, we don't go, mate. Discussing <laughs> who she might lose her virginity to That's right that's how I decided to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. I gave him everything. I was half a virgin when I met him. Oh. <laughs> Karen? <laughs> Regina George of Mean Girls. Correct. Oh. Okay, come on, guys. I, know, I believe in you. Karen's just got like a magic finger. Men remember that? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's a eunuch system. I know this. Oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. Uh, that is Jurassic Park. Correct. Uh, and her name in Jurassic Park. No, haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, no, uh, keep going, Matt. Uh, Three letters. Uh, no, it's gone. Damn. It's Lex. 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 It's a Unix oh, system. It's, a system. it's right before she saves them all yeah. with her teenage uh, hacker brain. It's a, it's a, true fact, it's not a Unix system. It's a Silicon Graphics workstation. So. <laughs> Slam. Point for you. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. If there's one thing about that movie that's important, it's, it's scientific accuracy. <laughs> Great. Uh, okay. If you say you haven't, you're a prude. If you say you have, you're a slut. It's a trap. You want to, but you can't. And when you do, you... Yes? Oh, that's Olive Pendergast in Easy A. 
Incorrect. Oh, no. oh, incorrect. No. Did you want to have a go? I was going to guess the same thing. So no. I oh, great. Hey, it wasn't. Anyone else? Is it Easy A, though? No, it's not it's Easy not. A. Oh. It's a little bit older than that. Can Isn't you book? finish it? No, it's a movie. Can you finish the book? It was... Oh, you, yes. Is it from Scream? No. Mm. You want to, but you can't, and when you do, you wish you didn't, right? That's the end of the quote. Oh! oh, oh, oh. <laughs> she dinged, she dinged. Uh, it's from The Breakfast Club. Correct. Um, and it's Molly Ringwald's character, Claire? No, it's the other one. Oh, it's Alison! Yeah, it's okay. Alison. <laughs> so you don't get the point for Alison, but you do get the point for the quote. Next one, are you ready? Yes. What team? <laughs> Wildcats. Correct. <laughs> Said by... Uh, said by any number of people. Correct, in, I've got uh, various. High school, yeah? <laughs> high school musical, right. What was I doing? Like, I, I was a teen girl, and I'm like, was, what did, I, what, was I a mean girl in real life and just didn't expose myself to any I, of this? I don't know. I think I was too busy writing my diary because, honestly, a lot of this was But I had got volumes of these things. Yeah, it's nice to know I'm not alone. I feel that, right. that my uh, trivia knowledge of, of, of teen teen girl culture um, may not actually be as good as the deep work that you did on crafting yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one more for you. Are right. you ready? All right. Men are rats. Listen to me. They're fleas on rats. Worse oh. than that, they're amoebas on fleas on rats. Oh, I mean, they're too low for them. even the dogs to bite. The only man a girl can depend on is her daddy. Her daddy. Damn it. What's it from? Come on, Emma. No, I'm all rooting for you now. Wouldn't this be a comeback, everybody? But do you I want me to do in the voice? Yeah. Men are rats. They're fleas on rats. <laughs> That's from Greece. Yes, yes. Though, seriously, like, that you. was good. Thank well you. Yes. Been anyone wants to hire me for a voiceovers, <laughs> I am. I'm down with that. I can't do Scottish or Irish. I can do Frenchy or South African <laughs> aggressive. <laughs> That's all I can do. Uh, all right. That that was the end of the of the quotes round. Uh, oh, can we have a scores update? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I just I just got back into the booth because I thought the fire alarm was going off, but it was just Karen ringing the bell consistently to answer, <laughs> to answer. She's opened up a slight lead for her team, which is now leading fourteen points to eight. Oh, it's all right. fourteen eight. Okay. All right. Round three. We've got. Around a beloved round. Thank you so much. Uh, bad for your elf. Bad for your elf. Bad for your elf. We're going to have a bit it? of a bluffing yeah. round here. Uh, I'm going to give you that. Now, this is uh, this is in honour of the oh. 30th birthday of Christie's great idea, Aww. which was on August 1st, which was, of course, the very first of the Babysitter Club books, which spawned a massive series which includes, let me just give you the figures, 131 regular publications, 15 super specials, 36 mysteries, 4 super mysteries, 3 special edition reader requests, 6 portrait collections, and 12 BSC Friends Forever. <laughs> which makes up a lot of books, not all of which were actually written by Anne M. Martin, in case you didn't realise. Uh, so what we have here is I've just cut it down to just the mysteries. Mm. So we have a list here of just the mysteries mm, okay. for you. 
And uh, uh, you're gonna you're gonna try and do the the. I, I did not think about how to explain this game, but I'm hoping that you know what. So the idea is. is we either read one or make one up, right? Exactly. And they have to guess whether it's a real one off this list or whether we're making one up. Correct. And Karen's overwhelming expertise is balanced by the fact that I've never read a single babysitter's <laughs> Baby club. club. I don't know. That's Same. amazing. Or even actually, I don't think I've held one. Like I, baby, I physically come into contact. Extra <laughs> An audience member wants to give you an extra point for not having never <laughs> touched them. audience member. But I would like extra points just for me as the host because I still have a shelf of them in my house. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Which is glorious. But just, just so you have the idea, um, the first four books are called Christy's Great Idea, Claudia and the Phantom Phone Calls, The Truth About Stacy, and Marianne Saves the Day. So that just gives you a little bit of info as to what mm. they're shaped like. So... Uh, 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 team, would you like to give it a go? Take, you take it away, Matt. Right. Yeah. Fetch happens. Okay. <clears throat> Dawn and the Surfer Ghost. Oh, that. Oh, it's got to be true. It's got to be like one of those. It's so stupid. Yeah, it's so dumb. <laughs> and Dawn, Dawn the was surfer the ghost. Dawn was the California ghost. happy chick. <laughs> ghost. Yeah. Yeah. True. I think we're going with true. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> Dawn and the Surfer Ghost is on the list. What happens in it? Do you know? Yeah. Uh, you... I can tell you what happens in it, I Ooh. believe. It's uh, strange things are happening when Dawn sees a ghost off the California coast. <laughs> <laughs> that is what happens in that one. If all the summaries are like that, While we can she's babysitting? I believe How there was babysitting involved. Because <laughs> she, she moves overseas, not overseas, she moves back to California and starts the We Love Kids Club. Which oh. is a competitive, not a competitive, not a it's, a, it's not a, it's a branch off one. Anyway, next one, next one, what do we got? Marianne and the zoo mystery. Oh, you know. Okay. I'd say no. Yeah, I think it's. The zoo mystery? Zoo like the mystery. surfer ghost. Like, I'd say the mystery of the zoo. No, no, Marianne and the mystery. Of, no, I, yeah. It'd be something like Marianne and the haunted zoo. Yeah. Or Marianne and the riddle of the zoo. So what are we going with? Marianne and the haunted cat. Um, <laughs> she had a cat. His name was Tiger. Because Marianne is not imaginative. We're going with no. You're going with no. It's false. It is true. Ooh. A school trip takes Marianne to the zoo, and a mystery arises when they discover someone has been letting animals out of their cage. What? What a mystery! What a mystery indeed. So when does the babysitting happen in that book? Well, they take the kids to the zoo, probably. I don't know. Maybe she babysits the animals when they like are set free. This is very. But how old are the babysitters in the babysitter club? Thirteen. So that's under the legal age of babysitting now, in New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but these are from Stony Brook, and Connecticut, they're taking them and they're very capable. Next answer. Next one. Um, <laughs> uh, Stacy and the fashion victim. <laughs> I'm saying false because I think victim is a harsh word. I think title. false. It's just too mean. But also, um, Claudia was the one who was the, the fashionista. fashionista. <laughs> yeah, she was the fashionista. Okay, we're going to say false again. It is true. No! <laughs> and tragically, I do not have the brief for that one at hand, but I'm sure we well, can all imagine. Well, neither is the fashion victim. That's why she's the fashion victim. The shadow hand no oh. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much it. Let's, let's go. Let's go two more. Two, two. more. Abby and the Secret Society. Okay. Well, that sounds totally plausible, but I'm getting them all wrong, so. <sighs> I think we should. I think we should say yes, and then it'll be wrong, and they'll be happy because they're. they're is there a character called Abby? Yes, there is. She oh. she joined later. 
She, she, I think she came in to fulfil more diversity. Yeah, because they had, they had like lots of diverse. white girls, and they had Claudia, who was uh, half Japanese American. Japanese American, and they had Stacy, who had diabetes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> diverse. And Jesse was black. And Mallory was a ginger. And Mallory was a ginger. And there's Abby, a boy. They get a boy with and an Abby L name was at some point. Jewish. Logan. Yes, Abby was the Jewish one. Yeah, Logan, Logan the mysterious southern. southern uh, yeah. So, sorry. Where did we get to with that one? Was, was it, it true or false? Abby and the secret society. Was it true or false? Mm-hmm. True? It is true. It is a true one. Last one. Last one, team. Claudia and the Phantom Boyfriend. That's Star Wars Episode One, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I wish you and McGregor were my phantom boyfriend. Yeah. True or false? Oh, go with your instincts. True. False. It's false. Yeah. 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 Yes, the, these the the mystery ones uh, go from the ridiculous, from you know, like Dawn and the Surfer Ghost, where Dawn sees a ghost who is a surfer. Um, <laughs> there is also Claudia and the Recipe for Danger, which is Claudia and Marianne enter a baking contest, but someone doesn't want them to win. Oh. <laughs> but they uh, every also... other competitor doesn't want them to win. That's yeah. what a contest. Is. But they also swing all the way to the quite serious with Christy and the missing child. <laughs> <laughs> That's on the zoo trip, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jake Cunn is, is reported missing and Christy was the last to see him. Oh, my gosh. And also Abby and the mystery baby. <laughs> like, how was Abby fought? My, my favourite is Stacey and the Stolen Hearts. Yeah. Oh, that's Is the mystery terrifying. baby around sexual education? Because I feel not, like... I wish it was, but they are 13 in the books right. and the sex really does not enter into it. Also, query, I can't stop thinking about if the ghost surfer has a ghost surfboard <laughs> or is he on an actual surfboard? Like, is it that she looks out into the ocean and there's a surfboard unmanned or is it a ghost surfboard? <laughs> I just need to know the logistics, you know, I, to get the visual. I, I'm very sorry that I can't answer this for you. But I do want to tell you that there is another book called Mallory and the Ghost Cat. Oh, my God. Where Mallory finds a potential cat ghost. Wow. Like, that. that is the summary of that book. Wow. So a potential cat ghost. A potential, a potential cat ghost. It was locked in a box by a ghost scientist. <laughs> I would like to make I would like to make the case that although Babysitters Club does get extremely silly with its mysteries, nothing ever got as weird as the Sweet Valley High mini series in the middle of their 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 actual Sweet Valley High books, mm-hmm. uh, where Jessica goes out with a vampire, mm. <laughs> an actual legitimate never like it wasn't a mystery, he wasn't just pretending he was actually a vampire. <laughs> no, I think it's time vampires started getting more representation in media. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? Look, all right. Look, Sisterhood of the Travelling Spanks, Fetch Hackman's. Let's have a scores update. Mm. Ben. Um, I, I'm inter- I was interested because I know nothing about Babysitter's Club either, so I've actually looked up Christie's uh, big idea. Great idea. Great idea, thank Christie's you. Christie's great idea, and uh, I'm surprised to discover it was Cold Fusion. <laughs> <laughs> And, and it's like yeah, it's being denied to us because well, she's like a, a woman. It's a hard-boiled <laughs> geopolitical thriller, and there's a real downer ending when she's about to present her scientific ideas to the UN General Assembly, 
and she's gunned down by the shadowy agents of big oil, which is just... <laughs> <laughs> So who knew I really might have to get into Babysitter's Club? Yeah. Like so, so it was a good high-scoring round. Uh, it's now Sisterhood of the Travelling Spanks on 16, Ooh. and Fetch happens on 11. Oh. Catching up. All right. Look, we're up to the final round, mm-hmm. and uh, there's only five points between you, and I was going to award five points to the winner for mm. this, but that would just result in a draw, mm. so I don't want that. <laughs> so Six it's going to be... Six points. Six points. <laughs> Six points for the winner of Who Would Win. Oh. Now... Who would win? This is not a who would win battle to the death. No, this is teen girl style. So this is who would win class president. <laughs> this is a high school election, and you are each of the campaign teams for a particular teen girl. Mm-hmm. Emma and Matt, if Fetch happens, your team is, uh, you are the campaign team for Joan of Arc. Nice. <laughs> Notable mm, peasant nice. girl who led the French army to several important <laughs> victories during the Hundred Years' War and claimed to have visions from God. Uh, Sisterhood of the Travelling Spanks, you are representing Katniss Everdeen, <laughs> the co-victor of the 74th Hunger Games of Pan Am, and reluctant revolutionary figure, the Mockingjay. Um, can we start with um, Joan of Arc? Straight out of the gate, uh, Joan of Arc would win because she's the original gangster. Mm. <laughs> it's an interesting campaign technique. That's right. Uh, Joan of Arc um, obviously has, uh, has the will and the passion to lead the people. Uh, she's dedicated, she's, uh, she's forthright, she's a warrior. She's going to fight uh, for what she believes in. And what she believes in is you, Room 12. <laughs> she doesn't need uh, any tight, saucy outfits. She doesn't need to stand up for just one person. She's standing up for a whole bunch of people. That's because she's a people person. And you're going to need that when you're trying to get a Diet Coke machine into your common room. <laughs> That's right. When you're trying to decide what the theme is for the school formal, mm. you want someone who has some real, uh, some real ideas about what it means to be in the thick of everything. Someone with the, the steel uh, to follow through on her convictions. Someone who literally knows what it's like uh, to be talked at and talked about on all sides and have to come to a clear conclusion. Uh, someone who's able to make a strong decision and then follow through. She'll go from being Joan of Arc to Joan of Room 12. And that is because really great people in life only need their first names to represent them, i.e. Cher. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Uh, And so just remember, uh, Room 12, when you're looking for someone to really represent you, what's more representative than Arc? In French, is the word for rainbow. Room 12, vote for Joan of Arc. And in response, Candice Everdeen. Well, first of all, we uh, respect greatly Joan's team and their candidate. We're not going to involve ourselves in any kind of infighting here. But we would like to point out the the bonuses, Room 12, of our candidate, Katniss Everdeen. Um, As we know, she is a fashion maven. Who can forget last year's formal where she set herself on fire? It was incredible. And not in the bad way that Joan did. Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Joan. Sorry. But that wasn't the only 
only time she's excelled in outfits. That's right, really? she is our archery champion. I mean, a Katniss, uh, shooting target after target into the capital, making a real, uh, really representing the school. Um, and we're, we're totally behind her. And we are really totally behind her because I think we've got to see Katniss here as something of a figurehead. She's got a team going behind her who mm-hmm. bring a range of skills. So it's not just one person you're getting leading you into into success in the future, Room 12. It's it's a whole group of people. Who I just like to this. hand out these cookies made by our support staff, Peter. So here's <laughs> the cookie. Thank you very much. And we'd just like to mention, we're, we're not fighting, of course, but we'd just like to mention that the French have been traditionally very vulnerable to archery. Great. <laughs> Wonderful. 30-second rebuttal. There's a lot of below-the-belt sort of stuff there headed towards our Joan. That's, um, that's right. Um, the, the fire references, quite frankly, seemed, uh, seemed mocking. Um, yes. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, below the belt. But I would like to say that, like, Candace Everdeen had, had, a, had a lot of easy, easy roads. She had a lot of choices just taken away from her, mm. mostly by the author of The Hunger Games. Candace um, isn't even a really good first name. It's FYI. not really, Joan's yeah. quite solid. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, a good, it's a good, solid, dependable name. And you talk about Candace Everdeen being uh, out in front leading the people. Joan is among the people. She is of the people. And she's got God she is on her side. She is for the people. Yes. Uh, so, Joan of Arc, a, a humble, uh, everyday girl who's been, uh, who's been chosen by the people and by God uh, with a task. Mm. And that task is to lead Room 12 to be the best class they can be. Mm. Oh, we just like to... We're kind of like, yeah, like totally um, like a little bit concerned that you're bringing religion into yeah, this. Yeah, this is a secular <laughs> school. Like we're public hey, school. Rainbow, 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 rainbow. Rainbow. Yeah. Like we're totally just don't like we think get it. Like we get it, and we're so tolerant, honestly. <laughs> like you can think whatever you want, you can, but you just can totally believe whatever you want. Yeah, um, but we don't want a religious bigot in, front, in charge of us. That would be bad. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> uh, studio audience, it's now your turn to oh, decide. We have a cam- campaign slogans. Oh, would you like to campaign deliver slogans. your campaign slogans? Yes. yes. All right, uh, what is your campaign, campaign slogan? Wow. Uh, Joan, Joan of Arc for Room 12, stake, stake your, your hopes, hopes on her. her. <laughs> Katniss Everdeen for Room 12, we'll light you up. Oh. Oh. All right, all right, you've heard the arguments. You've heard the campaigns. It's time for you now to vote for your class president, Room 12. Would you uh, please make some noise if you vote for Katniss Everdeen? And make some noise if you vote for Joan of Arc. That one goes to Joan of Arc. What yes. the champions. Now, while, uh, while we let uh, the lovely Ben Allen tally up the scores, I just want to remind you that uh, The Nerd Degree is a podcast that uh, you are listening to or watching right now. And uh, it would be really great if you uh, were interested to go and check out the website, nerddegree.com, uh, she said confidently. Uh, or find us on Facebook, visit, visit the website, um, follow us on Twitter, because uh, that's a constant feed. Um, and uh, and uh, just, just, you know, stay in the loop with us and... and, and Come along to more episodes. Is there anything else I should say about Nerd Degree? If you come along to the Nerd Degree now, you can have a drink while you watch the show. Because That's there's a bar true. The there is a bar at Orange Studio, and it's a saxophone, and it's freaking magic. Yeah, it is magic. It's, it's amazing. We, we don't mean that it's shaped like a saxophone. We mean that the beer comes out of a saxophone. Yeah. 
And if that if that blows your mind as much as it blows ours, come along down mm. to Orange Studio. First um, Wednesday, Wednesday of every month. We uh, would love to see you here and to have your dulcet tones light up our studio audience mm. recording. Ben, how are you going? It's been a close game, a very close game. Nothing to separate the two teams. It's a lot like Taylor Swift and Kanye. Uh, who are you <laughs> going to be on? You know. I would just like to say how much I love the fact that our Teen Girl Squad episode of this podcast contained a subtle reference to the Battle of Argencourt. <laughs> um, good job there, everyone. However, there can be only one winner. And tonight that winner is Fetch Happens. Congratulations, Fetch Happens. And uh, excellent work. Sisterhood of the Travelling Spanks. Mm. Thank you all so much for being here. We have been the Nerd Degree. We hope you had a lovely time. Good night. Yeah.